Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Pokeballs podcast. This is episode number 24. I'm here. I'm Lee, as always. I haven't changed from being that, but I'm joined, as always, by my co-cast partner. Um, my brain's not working. Scott, how are you doing? Save me in this <laughs> moment of... <laughs> no, it's, just, it's funny watching you stumble. No, mm. no you are, you're sleep-deprived, as per. Sleep-deprived. Sleep-deprived. So, I'll give you a pass. It's okay. No. It's all right. I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm happy because you never guess what. The DLC is finally here. Or at least the tool mask is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't fully played it yet. Um, I'm sure many of you are probably in the midst of your playthroughs. We're recording this as of Friday morning, so the day this drops. Um, so I've played about half an hour to an hour. I'm going to play a bit more. I'm off to Barcelona today, so I'm going to play some more on the plane. Um, excited. When I first started playing it, I wasn't that excited, but like the more I read into it and find out things that I'm hearing, um, you know, I get more excited about it. Um, so, a bit of a heads up, obviously, if you haven't played the main storyline, we're going to talk a lot about it today. So, it's a big spoiler warning now. Um, yeah, we'll try I'm to back. keep it as vague as possible, but um, yeah, we just we obviously yeah. want to talk about it. Um, the biggest thing for me, uh, which I am excited about, we were briefly talking about before the podcast, is a lot. There's a lot of of returning Pokemon. I think it's like 230 or something. What 102 altogether. Okay. Uh, but new the Pokemon evolution that are um, traded in. Okay, to, it's not to, bad though. So it's not a bad amount of Pokemon. Yeah. We get the Gen Four starters, as you revealed to me before the podcast. Empoleon. People are gassing up Empoleon. Because it now gets competitive as its hidden ability, which is really exciting. The Gen 4 stars are the best starters, so anyone can dispute me in the comments, you're going to lose. Um, I would probably agree with you on that as well. I love them. Gen 4 stars are so great starters. Um, so, yeah, it's it, very exciting. As we mentioned last week on the podcast, it felt surreal to for it to be so close, and now it's, you know, it's finally here. I know a lot of people may be thinking... It's not a load of content, you know, it's, it's still DLC at the end of the day, but as with the Crown Tundra, was it the Crown Tundra that came first? Isle of Armour. Isle of Armour. Yeah. I feel like the Indigo Disc is going to be the large, the much the much larger part of the DLC, yeah. um, based on what we've seen so far, but, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Like we said, we've had some big nods in the game, uh, Some we'll talk in a minute, but again, big spoiler warnings. Um well, this one you literally see like right at the beginning of the DLC. So if you have started playing it, you probably know this already. But um, yeah, it's very ex- cool, it's very exciting. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you've played through it way before me. I mean, you were up early playing it. So what what yeah. are your like first first sort of like opinions or impressions of of the DLC so far? I really enjoyed it, mate. I think uh, the story is brilliant. The continuation, the link-ins, the tie-ins to Paldea. Uh, it's really good. It's good fun. I love the whole story with Ogapon and the Loyal 3. I think that was really cool. Uh, the little features as well that you've got in there with the new Pokemon as well. You know, we haven't got many new Pokemon in the games, but the ones that we have got, very cool. Sleep Blood Moon, Ursaluna. Um, but it did get leaked, but I mean, being able to kind of get that in the game is very cool. You've got Poltergeist as well, uh, Sinistra, and then Diplin. And the interesting thing about Diplin as well is it's been kind of, there's data mine information to kind of support that it's going to have an evolution. And then there's been further uh, info come out and testing that's been done um, where the Eviolite item actually 
activates when you put it on the Diplin, kind of indicating that it is uh, a pre-evolution Pokemon. So maybe in the Indigo Disc, we are going to see an evolution of Diplin uh, based on the information that we've got. Nothing concrete, nothing official, but there's lots of kind of points towards it getting an evolution, which would be kind of cool. And I guess as well, when you look at its base stats, it would kind of make sense that it gets an evolution because base stats aren't anything phenomenal when you're looking at like um a final evolution of a pokemon a new one in particular so for it to get an evolution would make sense i guess and kind of exciting to see another extenuation of that line as well but overall mate really enjoyed it i think i went through the whole thing and completing the kitakami decks and all the story stuff in about seven eight hours so but that was like at a good pace i was kind of trying to do it as quick as i could I think if you're immersing yourself, I kind of had to keep reminding myself, stop, because I wanted to get through it, stop exploring these areas, because I find myself on these random tangents where I'd be like, oh, what's down here? Let's go and explore this area. Oh, these new Pokemon are here. Let's catch all these new Pokemon down. And I'd be like, come on, get back on track. I think if you're taking your time with it, it's really like Sword and Shield, uh, Scarlet and Violet was like a really cool immersive experience where there's lots of places to explore. There's lots of things that still haven't been fully uncovered within the dlc so yeah it's it's awesome mate even though it's not a massive amount of content like you said i think there's enough to kind of keep us busy until the indigo disc comes out and we saw on the nintendo direct that yesterday that the, the date for winter 2023 is still there with the indigo disc so it looks like probably will drop around late november december time but not not really long at all before that that game drops and i think that will be uh, beefy beefy boy when it drops i think there'll be a lot of stuff in there if you look at you're gonna have the academy stuff to do so there's gonna be all of that stuff you're gonna have the terrarium which looks massive it looks like it's probably the size of kitakami the terrarium and then i keep saying this there is the whole point of these dlcs is the hidden treasures of area zero we've had briar introduced talking about her links to heath it's gonna bring us back to area zero so I imagine there's going to be a lot to do down there. So you've got to think it's going to be in probably two two levels. We're going to be at the Indigo Disc, and then we're going to be coming back to Paldea to, to finish off the games, finish off this story, which I think for once is really nice because we didn't really get that in Sword and Shield. We didn't get a continuation, a kind of wrap-up of the whole story. There, it was all done in the base games, right? Where this is like spread out over these DLCs as well, yeah, which we I should, really we love. We don't have enough answers, oh, do we? Yeah. And we know we're going to be getting, you know, um, Ridge and Bolt um, and the other uh, Paradox Pokemon. So I can imagine it's going to go. Yeah, we've got the Paradox Entei. It's going to be Yeah, it's going to be nuts, mate. It's going to be nuts. The camera's not. That's all right. That's all right. No, that's all right. I think, we go. shall we talk about the biggest thing um, that happens yeah. right at the beginning? Get um, into it. I sent Lee a picture of this because it literally happens. So... To get into the DLC, as you probably know, you get a phone call from Jack saying, there's a field trip to this new land called Kitakami. Please come. It's fine. It looks okay. Never mind. Okay. Please come to the Unva, the Uva Academy and to meet us before we go, blah, blah, blah. So you go there and you get to meet Briar. And she goes, oh, I'm a teacher from the... the, the uh, Blueberry Academy. Blueberry Academy. Which it which is in the Unova region, 
like straight away it's like bam <laughs> gen 5 it's, it, it's there it's just there so the link the link is just like all these theories of like which will we get it's like next Pokemon game is going to be gen 5 a, a, yeah. a version of gen 5 and I think because it's I don't think it'll be Legends game I think if they do it won't be the main like it will be a main series continuation or remake and then they might do a separate Legends game for it but I think what's really cool is that like if they do the continuation slash remake of Gen 5, we could like we could have the Blueberry Academy in it. Like it might be there. That's very, very true, isn't it? You know, yeah. if it exists in Unova, like we've, been, we've literally just been told that it's in Unova. Like yeah. then it's gotta be there in the remakes, right? I guess as well, that's that's a really good point. You know, if we're gonna be going to you know over again in a black and white three or whatever they coin it if it is a future game which is like present time to scarlet and violet right mm -hmm. you've got to say yeah it would be cool to see it further a bit further down the line with whatever expires in the indigo disc dlc if we go to you know after that and we see the aftermath of the effects of whatever kind of transpires in the in the indigo disc in Unova and then the Blueberry Academy is as uh, like after the story of Paldea we see it like in that state in those games if that makes sense yeah, so, yeah. Very, very cool yeah especially if we can access the terrarium as well and that's how we get all of the that would make a lot uh, of sense Paldea Pokemon make a lot and of some sense. of the other regional Pokemon in those new games it would be absolutely insane but I don't know how they would do this if you could go into one game and get to the other what linker like yeah, yeah just be like be you go to brewery cool. academy and you can get to either from from either one but you just have to have both copy of the games or something i don't know yeah. how that'll work um i'm sure they could find or you maybe you'd have to close it down but then that kind of defeats the object i don't know but it's still like that i said the first time since uh hot gold soul silver that they've had two regions in one game if they did that well yeah i guess the only way it would work is they would have to put they would have to put the whole of um Paldea in in the black and white remake wouldn't they really that's the only way you could get to him from if you wanted that to do it that way which would be a massive pretty game world. that'd be a huge yeah. game but you know i won't put it past them like so they've done it in the past it could happen as well because if we're, if we're really looking at it we pretty much know that the the, ne the successor to the switch is going to be coming out next november or around like fall time next year right mm -hmm. so it makes sense that if that, it was uh, a really big chunky boy of a game like the the new switch is going to be able to support that you need something you know? you'd need something to push the sales of the switch right we're not it, as we've discussed many times what game are they going to drop you know we originally thought okay then maybe they might drop it in because the switch launched in, in march before like 2017 i think it was yeah so we originally thought oh we might get it first half of 2024 but it looks like it's going to be towards the end which again just makes it, it makes sense because it's near christmas right but mm. it all comes down to this big question which which launch game are we going to get with it? There has to be a launch game. Obviously, it's going to have backwards compatibility. They've already confirmed that. But what game are you going to try and get people to entice to buy to play on this new console? And a Pokemon game makes a lot of sense. You know, they've it's not going to be Zelda because they've done it. Um, they are remaking a Mario game, so it could launch with that. I don't know what one it was. Austin John was tweeting about it. I can't, don't know what one it was, but it could be that game. Um, but, you know... If it comes out towards November, that is when we know we will get the release of um, of the, these new um, 
Pokemon games, whether it be a remake or remaster or whatever it ends up being, once we get a release date of the console, we'll know actually what comes with it. Uh, but if it is around November, then it will most probably launch with that. Yeah, they will do a special edition of the of the new Switch with that game. It makes a lot of sense. How hype would it be though if we had like a new console and the the kind of the the hero title, the launch title of that new console was a Pokemon game? Bro, I think Can that would put... that would that would launch Pokemon even further. To be honest, like Pokemon's yeah, becoming I mean. more popular, but like yeah. You know, if they're it promoting, because you think further. about the whole thing when the Switch come out, right? All the promotion, all the promotion for the new console when the Switch first come out was be like, buy this console and get the one game that we have available, Breath of the Wild. That's it, because that was the only one you could yeah. get. In all fairness, yeah. but you know, if they're gonna be touting it, they're gonna be like, oh, you can also play all these new old games. But look at this brand new. Remember this old game you really liked, Black and White. This is like the biggest Pokemon game we've ever done. Buy this and play the new, play on the new console because this is going to be awesome. Mm. You know, it could explain as well. You know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just chuck it in because we're gonna have to talk about it at some point. But performance issues of Scarlet and Violet are still there, probably worse. I had a real moment on stream last oh, night I saw where it. I was I saw it. I was in the the loop of just falling. I don't know why. I restarted the game and it was just loading in and falling through the floor, and then it would. It would load in again and i'd do the same and it was just this continuation of glitchy loops where i was just it was like falling in the back rooms it was it was really bad so uh, i kind of got out of that reset the game again just in case like delete my save data which i had a horrible feeling that could do that and that would be very very sad but um my point is they're not they're not they're not addressing these issues right are they putting all of their resources into this new game and just doing the bare minimum to get through with Scarlet and Violet at the moment. It does feel because, like it. Why? Why waste time? else in mind. Yeah. Why waste time optimizing? <sighs> Sounds stupid, right? And you'll be like, oh, why the fuck can't they do it? You know, because you know, theoretically, they should do it, regardless of whether you think you know they got the money to do it and they should do it. But they're in their mind, obviously, like we said, games are sold really well. They're still great games. They obviously have glitches, but if it was a game that come out was like like breath of the world right say that released oh uh, sorry tears of the kingdom say that released some glitches they would have to patch it because they know there's not another Zelda game coming in probably in seven or eight years like we did between breath of the world and tears of the kingdom right so yeah. they can't they can't risk leaving it to fuck up right but sort like scarlet and violet is like a two, like the problem games are on like a two-year cycle right for them realistically providing the game still function okay there may be a few glitches but you know like I said, they're at the end of the... I know they can optimise it for the Switch. We know that because they did it with Tears of the Kingdom, but whatever. Whatever you think, like you said, in their heads, they're probably like, okay, the game's still run. They're still selling really well. Yes, there are problems. We're aware. They're not stupid. They know this stuff exists, but they need to make sure that the new console launch is like perfect because, you know, this is this yeah. is their next gen console. It has to be good, and then also if it's a launch title as well. If it, it is a launch to... title, this has to work. Otherwise, they're going to be fine. Can't fun. have any issues. Can't yeah. have any problems. So you know, theoretically, we we could be launching. We could be getting one of the best ever Pokemon games, right? Because it's going to be. It could be the first time we get a new console, a new generation of hardware, which we can argue whether or not it's behind now. But you know, that's just the way it is. It's the first time we're getting that we could possibly get that alongside a brand new Pokemon game, which could be insane. So the step up could be wild, you know, people, yeah. you know, we've got all this world building, open world. It could be crazy. 
with a new console. So it would explain a lot as well if that is the case. And I think, yeah, like a launch title Pokemon game with that new console would be just peak, wouldn't it? And like you say, they couldn't get it wrong. And it would make sense that they're pouring everything into this resource-wise to make sure that it is as clean as possible when it comes out. I feel like it's just a great time to do it. You know, Pokemon's yeah. at an all-time high. It's not at a low. It's just like capitalizing on the already already hype that they have you know yeah and, and also by doing this i think if this was a main series like a, a launch title i think then it gives it the the scope for you to have dlcs on that right and give them enough time to wait until gen 10 hits that 30th anniversary so it gives them the extra year that they would need i mean if you if, imagine how insane it's going to be right if we do get uh, this new poker game as a launch title right with the new console right that will fucking smash records. If it, if it is a launch title, I think it will do really well anyway. But if it's a launch title, it's going to do even better. Yeah. So you got that shit to deal with, right? So it's going to be, fingers crossed, amazing, right? Touch wood, whatever you want to say. Then Gen 10 comes out, right? Jesus Christ, it could be a good, good like, three or four years to be a Pokemon fan. We're gonna be eating good. Boys. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what they're doing <laughs> after that. But fuck me. The next. The next two game releases could be absolutely insane. Mm. Um. So. And then X and Y will be the next remake after that, and Megas will be coming back. Oh, bro. That is when Megas are coming back, and that is. Can you imagine what it's gonna be like? How hype it's gonna be when everyone. Megas, like, I feel like, are like the out. one gimmick that everyone really fucking just wants to come back. Yeah. And it's, it's it became been. obvious that they're just waiting for the remake at this point because they would have redone mm. it by now. They would have yeah. reintroduced them or whatever. But Zemus were ass, okay? They're not, they weren't very special. You know, uh, Dynamaxing was kind of cool, you know, in terms of, like, game content. You know, for, like, the casual play, it was a bit meh, you know? Um, but obviously, competitive is a bit different. Um, and then Terrasalizing is also cool. But, again, you know, it's not these things aren't like new forms of pokemon right megas were like this cool thing because you're like oh this is a random pokemon that now has this insane form like pidgeotto is it pidgeotto is it is that is that pidgeotto. am i saying that yeah pidgeot yeah like it gets a mega form right and Ordino, like i know these are crap mega forms but like it's still they just give them to random pokemon right and yeah. we'll 100 get new ones in the remakes whatever it ends up being however it ends up tying in right it's just like one of the be I don't know a lot of the megas I think they nailed the megas that they did and so yeah that got people being like I'm a, I'm a mega stan you know if it makes sense I'm a mega mega stan for megas you know <laughs> it's it's gonna happen I think there's a few years down the line but it's definitely that's when they're they're waiting they're just playing the game because they know the longer time goes on without megas and they get introduced into all these other assets around the, the pokemon franchise you know it's like anything pokemon though it's like the nostalgia pop. thing right the longer you hold yeah. shit back when you bring it back people are like oh my god it's been so long yeah so yeah i'm gonna be like that <laughs> it's gonna we, be good i am walking I'm around shaking people megas are back baby <laughs> got a long way to go till then but mate it's only like three years away the dlcs mate i think yeah that big reveal for unova is yeah it makes a lot of sense it's it's funny how they drop it in at the very start to kind of just be like it's not yeah, even like it's, it's coming not, it's not even like a subtle oh you know it's in this mystical area that's near Unova. Yeah. it's like oh no it's just there and mm -hmm. you're like okay that's why i was so shocked 
I sent you a message. I was like, okay, they just literally name drop it straight away. <laughs> straight away. I didn't want to send you it, obviously, because I was like, oh, you'll see it when you, you play it's it. It's literally but... like the first, one of the first things you see for the DLC. Yeah. So, yeah, it is pretty cool. bloody wild. But, you know. Yeah. There's lots to do in the DLCs as well. Even after you finish the game, there is a lot of content to kind of keep you busy. And obviously, if you're an avid shiny hunter, you're going to have all these new Pokemon they're introduced to to shiny hunt you know the you call me dex is like 200 pokemon so you've got brand new mass outbreaks um stay tuned little plug for my channel because i'll be covering all of that stuff uh, as the weeks go forward we've got new raids as well shameless which is very plug. exciting shameless plug <laughs> and uh, the olga ousting as well which is for how you obtain mochi which is the new ev um increasing and decreasing um Method. item that we've got now available i'm not 100% sold on it being any better than uh, vitamins, vitamins that we've got now. Depends how easy they are um, to obtain. Well, that's the thing. I think there's three difficulties to Olga ousting. Again, I will cover a full guide on this on the channel. But the, the easy mode is easy. You can do that solo. The normal mode, you can do solo. Uh, the later stages are a little tricky. And then you've got the hard mode, which is impossible to do by yourself you can only do that with other players online so you you need a team of four of you to actually complete it but you complete the first there are rewards for unlocking each level so for the final one if you do the hard mode uh do stage 10 uh you get a shiny munchlax is your reward which is very very cool but like i say you you are not going to be able to do that solo and i even had people in stream we were talking about it last night saying i'll be a week someone will figure out how to do it solo and i'm like this isn't like the Mewtwo raid. This isn't like there's a possibility of being able to do it solo. You're just not going to be able to, I don't think. So uh, that is a feature uh, that you can do online uh, with friends. And that might be something fun to do where you're going to be able to rack up a lot of these mochis. But one mochi just increases your EVs by 10. So it's the equivalent of uh, a vitamin. You do get the... Um, so you get the mochi the at the end of each, completing each, each mode? Or do you get so it you as get you go along? Yeah, if you're doing like easy mode at the end, you get rewards. Uh, you'll get the mochi in there. You'll get other rewards as well, like evolution items, some rarer items as well. Uh, so it's a nice way to get those, like prism scales, reaper cloths, uh, things like that. Uh, so it's really good for those exclusive items. So it's a great, another way for you to kind of get them if you've already picked them up around uh, Kitakami. But uh, I don't know what the reward drops, if it'll be worth it time-wise for you to do it to get the mochi the only good one is the one that can remove all evs so you can reset your evs really easily with the um the one that wipes everything so it, like starts fresh That's super useful we needed that that is useful um nothing about terrestrializing but i guess if we go if we we're going to get some way of making terrestrializing easy that would be in the indigo, in the indigo disc with if you complete the decks though you do get the it's like a terror charm um and it does increase the amount of terror shots that are dropped in terror raids after you've got it by how much so that's i i haven't tested it yet mate so that's another video that i'll be doing on the channel so i've got all obviously i cover a lot of the raids myself so i've got all this data already on on uh terror shot drops from not having the charm so all i need to do is just get a good amount of terror raids under my belt with the charm now and then compare the two and be able to easily work out the percentage mm. increase. Hopefully it's a lot, um, but I'm, I'm kind of skeptical at the moment. But uh, I've heard some good things from a few people um, 
thing that it is it is quite good and the it is evident how much and then if you stack that with you know the um the raid power as well sandwich mm -hmm. that might increase it even more so it might be quite easy to do you're still gonna have to have a bit of leg work it's not like you're gonna be able to pick up all night i mean have that help change your terror typing like we we're kind of hoping for but that might come in the indigo disc we don't know so we'll see exciting yes. very exciting um exciting times yeah you've got barcelona this weekend mate you've got to talk about that well, it's not what i was saying really so i'm gonna win barcelona this weekend guys and then um i'm gonna grab my out after that so not really much else to say um no it's exciting um for the first first european first yeah. european uh competitive event this season so that will be exciting um numbers aren't huge it's not a huge venue it seems but it's only a special event so it'll be really good a lot of fun it's the last regulation d tournament as well yep i'm excited because i haven't been to tournament since uic so you know great it's been uh yeah no exciting times to be honest um good to get back playing mons again Arsenal. i've got a trick on team with Arsenal, so it's just absolute beast it just kills stuff it's gonna it's gonna it it's gonna do good so much stuff. i have full yeah. confidence that you're gonna have a good I'm run get to use Cresselia as well Cresselia is one of my favorite pokemon so um yes, yeah and then cool. obviously regulation e we briefly touched on for the podcast it sounds going to be, be really exciting because it's going to be hype because of the the Pokemon that are coming in, particularly the Gen Four starters. Um, Infernape looks like it's going to be really good. Um, Empoleon has had a buff. For those who don't know, it now gets competitive in Gen yeah. Nine, um, which is really good. It has really good typing and a decent move move pool as well. So, um, could be very good against Flamain and stuff like that. Um, we've got things like Grassy Glide back now as well. Grassy Glide is back um, for Rillaboom. Um, Ivy Cruge, which is the the new uh, move on uh, Ogapon, which is uh, yeah, Ogapon I think is going to be have a huge impact. Og Ogapon allowed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ogapon and the the loyal three as well, which yeah, is Pezendipity, think... Monkadori, and Okadoji. Yeah, I think Ogapon is probably going to be the one that everyone uses. I would imagine. I don't yeah, know about Pezendipity is actually. Uh, uh, really, I think it's gonna probably be quite good, like more supporting role. But I think it's gonna be very irritating to play against. And Toxic Chain is a, a very, very interesting ability. What does it do? Know? So I, I don't know off the top of my head what the rates are, but every time you use an attack, there's a chance that you can um, badly poison the target Pokemon. So when we're going in, if you look at it just on the outside, when you're looking in at the potential of regulation e there's a lot more there's a lot more pokemon that can slow down the meta game you know make it very like you can reposition a lot better bulky pokemon uh, so the toxic chain ability actually gives you a really good way around those those kind of annoying pokemon especially like things like cresselia in particular you can badly poison cresselia then it, you you instantly put a ticker onto it at that point in the game right it's only got so long Mine's Cresselia do field. have Luna Blessing, though. Does it get rid of status conditions? Yes, it does. Uh, so that's one way of Cresselia getting around it, then. Yeah, I mean, most people run That's why it's really good. Um, mm. Yeah. Because if your Pokemon gets put to sleep, it's, it's really good against Amoongus. Um, you can wake stuff up. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. That is very interesting. Is there a difference yeah. between being badly poisoned and like regular poison, or is it just the same? Yeah, so badly poisoned with Toxic, it, 
it doubles the amount of uh, toxic damage you do every turn. Oh, wow. So okay, so that, that, is a, that is a lot. Yeah. Okay, so, so that could can, be really good then. Yeah, if you can prevent, like, press, if you can taunt it so it can't Lunar Blessing, then it's just literally every turn it's taking more and more toxic until it... Some of the um, Ogapon typings are actually really interesting. You mm. get... So it's base typing is grass, and then you get a grass water, grass fire, and grass rock typing. So yeah, it could be quite interesting typing. Um, a lot of like normal, like not very, not many weaknesses, and a lot of like neutral, being neutrally damaged by a lot of stuff. Um, so the the what was it, version is it the the her flame mask is the attack one that seems to be quite good. I went on battle spot yeah. last night as I was telling you before. Some guy had one and he terrestrialized, and you get the attack boost, and then it had grassy glide, which was like just destroyed my team, in, even in trick room. So, yeah. Um, and then what does Ivy Crouch do? Does it do any... uh, it's a grass type attack, it has a high, oh, yeah, high crit chance, ratio. It changes type, um, it changes type depending on and the it mask, it changes its type on the mask. Yeah, it was a very strong physical attack. As it gets well. spiky shield as well. Oh, that's cool. Yes, spiky gets shield, synthesis really, really moves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it gets lots. It gets like lots of its its move pools pretty pretty crack. Play rough, really. Um, Knock off. Sure. Yeah, it gets play rough. Stomping tantrum. Yeah. Knock off taunt. It's pretty speedy as well. Yeah, 120 base speed, 110 mm. base speed. The grass fire type in's just like, I think it's like everything we wanted Scorvillian to be. You know, when we found out Scovillian was a fire grass type in and then it turned out to be really bad because its base stats were terrible. Uh, I feel like Ogopon kind of makes up for that and it's like, okay, if we're going to do this type in, let's do it properly in. Like, there we go. We got it. So, it's Horn Leech as well. Damn. Yeah. It's 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 very good. Gets growth. So you can play off that. You know, there's loads of things you can do with it. You know, if you're um, different playing ways to a run lot it. of Paradox Pokemon and you want to take advantage of the, the Protosynthesis with the Sun so you could have like Torkoal as a, a oh, nine tails now uh, as your kind of drought user and then you can you like really abuse growth to get double boosts every time that you're using it. And that gives you a boost on special and your attack stat. So it's two times every time you use it. So uh, yeah, there's there's lots of different... We have a flower main as well in the back. It does get focus energy as well, uh, which is very interesting if you're pairing that up with the Ivy Crudge move because it's already got a high critical hit ratio uh, like attached to it, so you can boost that even further to almost, you know, uh, guarantee. Once you've done it once, is it turn. constant crits or is it just one? No, no, no. So once you've done it, it's that's it set up for the oh, rest for of the, the time game. out on the field. It oh, will okay. reset if you take it out off the field. It gets throw chop as well. Interesting. Yep. Charm on call. It's it's everything. Follow me as well. Gets follow me. So you could yeah. you could just fully run a support version of this. Yeah, it's I think the easy. grass water one is the the yeah. one that you would probably want to run follow me on because it gets a special defense buff mm. with that mask as well. It's it's probably one of my favorite new Pokemon that we've we've ever had introduced in the games. I think it's it's brilliant. Loads of different ways to it's run brilliant. it. Brilliant. Yeah. The, the good thing is the stats, the stats don't it. change. Uh, which is nice because it means you don't have to worry about the stats changing with the forms, but it's the same yeah. stats, just different typing. Mm -hmm. Great, I love it. I it's love really it. cute as well. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. Same, same, same about the Clefable thing. Didn't I tell you how I caught mine? It was actually pretty tragic, mate. Pretty tragic how I caught mine in the game. So, do explain. Uh, do it's tell. pretty late on in 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 the in the 
the story where you actually get the, the opportunity to catch it. By this stage, it was pretty, pretty early in the morning. I was pretty tired and I was just going through the motions. And I didn't realize that I was like locked in on a quick ball because I've been catching loads of stuff for the Pokedex as I've been playing through. And I just accidentally, I was just mashing buttons at this stage. And it was locked in on a quick ball and I caught it in a quick ball and I was so sad. I was like, the one time when I threw it and I was like, this looks please, awful. please break out. <laughs> and it locked in. I was like, critical catch. Come it's on, it'd be really break. cool on a love ball. Yeah, a love ball. Moon ball, even any other any other ball other than a quick ball, it would have been great, man. Even a poker ball would have been like get it in that. But can you soft reset in front of it? Uh with shiny locked, so you can't get the shiny form. No, but so if you wanted really to like fun. get in a special pokeball, you could soft reset. Uh yeah, you could do yeah, you save before you go into yeah, it. Yeah, that's and what then, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Get in a beast ball, that would be a big beast ball. Yeah, yeah. The loyal three as well, they're cool. Um, I do like them, but I don't know whether I don't know whether I'll use I don't like them as much as Ogapon, so but we'll see. I like everything in the, the teal mask. I think they've done a really good job. Poison uh, other than, Fairy. That's an interesting typing for for Zendipity. Yeah, Poison Fairy. And then Poison Fighting for Okadoji, which is probably the worst typing out of the three, I would say. Hmm. I like Poison Psychic. It's interesting typing. Yeah, because does Psychic resist Psychic? Yeah, so you're neutral you're against neutral Psychic attacks, yeah. And then you still resist Fairy. Um, Weak to Dark, of course, still. But you're like four times resist to fighting, which is pretty nice. Mm. Cool. Boosh. Yeah. Boosh. It's good. Good. All good. No, so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you catch all these towards the end of the uh, DLC. Yes, yeah, uh, very, very, like post-game, you get the loyal three. So, um, as you'll find out through the story when you do it, uh, I'll not talk about that too much. Um, but at the, uh, in the post-game, you can go and catch, catch those. They're very difficult. Definitely mm -hmm. check out my guide. It gives you some tips on how to get them better, a little easier. Because their catch rates are like catch rate level three, which is the the lowest catch rate that it can be. Mm -hmm. So they're incredibly difficult to catch. Oh wow! Yeah, that's annoying. Really frustrating. Really, really frustrating, mate. I didn't know. Yeah. Was, I didn't know that was a thing. I just know when I was I was trying to catch Iron Hands for this event, they just they seem really hard to catch. Super stubborn. Yeah, uh, yeah the 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 lower three are way way more difficult than any paradox. I've still got my Master Ball, but uh. Maybe you I'll... could use those. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an option for sure. But it's cool, man. Like the raids, some of the new raids as well. I'll just briefly talk about that. Some of the new raids that you can get, you can get uh, raids for all of you know the 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 final evos of like the, the the trade evolution Pokemon. There's a lot of those in the Teal Mask to complete the Pokedex. So you've got like Golem, you can get that Gligar, uh, Gliscor as well, uh, Politoed in raids That's as well. Wicked. Yeah, with the hidden abilities as well. Um, and you can catch Pokemon with their hidden abilities. So I caught the shiny coughing that I caught. It was the only shiny I, I came across in my playthrough, but it had neutralizing gas. So it's like very cool that you can get the, the hidden abilities in the out in the wild as well. Um, but yeah, the, the raids, you can get Melotic in the raids. There's, a, there's loads of stuff. It's really, really fun. It's a good and just have these new Pokemon available as well. So yeah, it's all good. 
Mm. Or as you would say, or Gucci. Or Gucci gang gang. Switch. Yeah, man. Hmm. What What else can we talk about? Oh, what else is going on? Uh, Regulation E got extended officially because there was those, I think on the last pod, we were kind of talking about the release date of the Indigo disc when that would likely be. Uh, Regulation E was only meant to be running until the end of November, but that's been extended for another month now. Officially, it was kind of talked about because uh, on the German, Spanish, and Italian Pokemon homepages, it was running until um, December the 31st. Mm-hmm. But on the official um, English US pages, it was still saying November the 31st. So the discrepancy there, but it has been changed now. So Regulation E going to be running until the end of December. So that's why it feels like the Indigo Disc is probably going to be in that December period rather than any earlier. Might mm-hmm. be very late November, but we'll see, I guess. I wonder what the next format will be, I guess. It'll be all the stuff in the Tilmask, mask, right? Yeah, everything. Everything, mate. Yeah, be like seven hundred and odd Pokemon. It's gonna be crazy, oh, and I think bro. that's probably when we're gonna get the Terraforms in that game as well, which is gonna to link to the Mightiest Mark Pokemon and all that good stuff. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild, wild. That's why I think Regulation E is gonna be a really nice little format where we've got kind of a, a restricted pool. We've got a lot of Pokemon that we can use, but I think it's gonna be like the Wild West when when regulation F comes around, because that'll be like literally everything. And then after that, you would imagine regulation G will probably be the legendaries. Yeah, which might I don't really like world, those formats. But... Which might be the world's format GS Cup next year for worlds, which would be not something I'll, I'll love. And to be honest, it could probably happen because I think the last time worlds was in Hawaii, Oahe, it was GS Cup as well, so, you know, going back there. That was the first time they did it, wasn't it? Uh, GS Cup, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. So going back there to finish off Scarlet and Violet, if we are going to get a new game next November, which is Black and White 2 main series title, it would make sense you always finish a game's life cycle in the competitive format with the GS Cup. So it would make sense that GS Cup would be the, the final format. So G, regulation G would be uh it all feels very like it come together regulation g for gs cup hawaii going back there for worlds gs cup last time it was there gs cup this time we're there end life cycle of scarlet and violet before the next game comes out yeah so Mm. well well to be after hawaii that's the question Mm. it's a big question will it be that we don't need to worry about now but i'm still curious (laughs) Well, it would make sense Europe. if we are going back to Unova, it would be in the US, uh, like uh, mainland US, you know, yeah. central, somewhere like that. Mm. Uh, potentially. Logistically, it's easier for TPCI if it is in the US. I don't care like, about logistics, bro. I want it in cool places. I don't want to go to some <laughs> random state in the US for worlds, man. I don't know. There's some cool places in the US. Nashville was very fun there last are. time it was there. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Bro, if they go to Florida, I mean... What? Why? What's wrong with Florida? Disneyland's in Florida. That is true. That is true. Maybe you know, maybe it, maybe it's worth the trade off. It's definitely worth the trade off. Florida's great, mate. I would I would jump at the chance to go back to Florida. It would be great. I love the place. Love it. Love it. So I, I found time, something but... very interesting this week. This isn't really goodie bag because it's not 
it kind of is, but it isn't. But on the to- on the topic of um, sort of competitive Pokemon, someone found a old lab coat, like a professor's lab coat, in a random oh, thrift shop. No, 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 in a random thrift shop in Atlanta, but it's from World Twenty Twelve. Wow! And it has them. It has a match slip in it. In in no the pocket. Way. From World Twenty Twelve. Wow. Someone's match never got recorded. Someone's match. They're just like, I'm just going to keep it. There were five and oh, though. Damn. What's the name on that? I can't really read it. Abram Burrows. Do you know who that is? That's VGC as well, isn't it? Yeah, VGC World is. 2012, what was that? 2012 was... Was that Hawaii? um, No. 2012... was which format would that have been that would have been black and white um black and white too it, it was yeah. hawaii was it hawaii yeah according to bob wow. yeah it was that's, that's the last time yeah of course they went back there didn't they and let's see let's see if they were in the top uh in the vgc let's see if they were in the um i even know they would be in top cut let's have a look only six rounds, I think, back then for Swiss. No, it wasn't. It hmm. wasn't. It's not in the. It's not in the bracket. It's weird. Might have been. Was he a junior or a senior? It says JR next to it, so it might have been junior. Yeah. What did we just say? His name was. Abraham Burrows. Abraham Burrows. Oh, junior. Oh, hang on. Yeah, he's on there. He won. My guy won. <laughs> That's a match here for the guy that won. That's amazing. That is incredible. US nationality, yeah? Yeah, US. Wow, that's brilliant. That is madness. Absolute madness. I didn't realise Wolf yeah. was... Um, finalist that year, finalist yeah. That year. Mm. My guy's it's been in the game it. for a long time. Pardon? My guy's been in the game for a long time. 2011 was Wolf's first season, officially. When he burst onto the scene. Didn't he used to like be like big into timer stalling wasn't that like his thing he'd always mm, play down to not, timer uh not really i wouldn't ever say that i think he just there was there's maybe some teams that he's had that are probably a bit more memorable to people i think from past re- you know events where it did take advantage of that aspect of the game you know his world's team in 2016 definitely had the ability to take advantage of the timer if it needed to but it wasn't essentially the main strategy of the team it just had that kind of in its arsenal um if you look back to 2013 uh in vancouver i think that's when he for probably for wolf and he probably admit this himself when he realized that you can't just go in that one direction to take advantage of the timer because he built a team that year which was totally uh orientated around abusing the the, the timer in game and it completely didn't it Unfortunately for him, didn't work out, and he didn't have a very good result at that Worlds. But I mean, it's one of those things you like. You always say it to me, you know, you like learn from your experiences and and move on from there, and don't repeat the same thing again. And he did that, you know. He went on three years later, win World Championships. So, but yeah, I think those those things probably got a bit like, you know, it's, it's like always, you know, you're going to have big names in any sport that you do, where 
people get hung up on certain things or remember certain things and then that's you know maybe something that players get uh remembered for more more for, for more than what it was really uh and i think that's one of those cases where you know he's just smart with all of the things he takes advantage of every aspect that he can do um in that in the game and i think it's a good example for a lot of players to kind of consider those things as well when they're team building and playing and things like that but yeah i don't i wouldn't i would never say that's one of his traits for his gameplay i think it's always something in the back of his mind and if you're playing him it's something that you will take advantage of because at the end of the day winning is all that matters and you it's actually really um interesting i was talking to you know it's like i feel really awkward explaining it to people but my boss at work i was talking to him about it and i was like people always ask me where i go because i random trips to europe like oh what are you doing and i you know explain it to people and he was sort of asking how it works and i was just like explaining it and you know a lot a lot of competitive games i guess if you look at a lot of competitive sports it's like that but a lot of esports they're not like you don't come across many that are solo solo based mm. and you know to be consistent in consistent in you know a game where you know the the, the player base is growing but you know you're not relying on other people to to hold you up is is definitely sort of commendable yeah that's why i always look back at ray you know i think ray three years ray's in a row accomplishment Absolute is just madness. incredible um do you think even back then considering that like it wasn't as popular and there weren't that many players it was still impressive to win three times 100 percent. like look it's it's a different game now you know that the the average skill level of players is exponentially higher but at the same time it will you know this is why i want ray to come back i was even saying it to him at worlds this year i was i said come back and play i was like you need to show the new kids on the block who Ray Rezo is, and you're, he's more than capable of doing it. I still stand by that he's probably the greatest player of all time. Really? He's more than capable. Yeah, 100%. Like, Guy is just made different. Yeah, but he hasn't um, won anything past the Worlds, has he? Yeah, but he's never had a full season playing, like, properly. And, you know, the foot that when he puts time into it, like this year, he put time into it, qualified for Japanese, the uh, Japanese Nationals, right? Yeah. And he got screwed out of it because yeah. of that whole situation that happened. Mm. So it's like how can how can you kind of showcase your skills or what you can do in the format when you're getting handicapped all the time by these things and like obviously you know life gets in the way as well sometimes he hasn't had, i don't think he's been able to like really put the time in like he used to you know into the game so you know um there was some positive signs coming out from him to say he, he might might have Just a goal have a bear. crack at it this year and i said to him i was like in hawaii now ray you know that is the last place that you won the world championship you have to, you right have to it's your defend your title ground. you've got to go back you've got to give it well, a how sick would it year. be bro if he goes to worlds and wins again in hawaii that literally that would that would cement it. it bro that would yeah. be so sick yeah. i think everyone yeah. would be rooting for him it'd be yeah. hard not to it would be really hard not to and you know at the end of the day i've known ray for like a long long time he's such a nice guy such a nice guy so it would be great to see him do it and uh he's nice uh, yeah. i got to meet him at uh, EYC 2017 he's brilliant he's, lovely. he's brilliant lovely guy uh, that's what we need we need a repeat we need wolf ray final morph to get absolutely decimated by i don't know how it went before <laughs> but i don't know if it would go down like that you know i don't know uh, it's really hard because like when you get to like a final you kind of want it to be you want it to be like a really interesting game but then also it's like really impressive if they absolutely curb stomp them 
just like outplay them. You're like, this is she's just like, unbelievable. We always say in uh, big events, you know, the finals never normally the, the the best match of the tournament. It's normally your semi-finals, quarter-finals, or the uh, the real peak kind of uh, matches to watch in any stream tournament. They're normally where the, the the games are like really thick, fast, and you get all the action and some brilliant players. You know, for those players to make it to the final. And the thing with the final is as well, you like you you're really, really conservative, right? Because they've had a day to think about it all that planning you know all the time to plan out everything so yeah it's um it never normally is play less risky yeah so uh but yeah just how how it goes but we'll see lots of exciting things to look forward to i always say this every week you know just feel that way like i get i get um kind of get a bit like oh you know i feel like the dlc come out and i was like oh it's kind of here now like a bit underwhelmed and you know, and then I talk to you, and then I talk to other people. Obviously, I'm going to Barcelona this weekend, so to play Pokemon. So I, I'm sure I'll get hyped up again just for Pokemon in general. But um, you know, there is uh, there is loads of stuff on the horizon. You know, obviously, t- shit takes time. You know, it'd be boring if we got everything at once. But there's loads of stuff to look forward to. Um, and like you said, Pokemon's one of those things that I forget. I like how much I love it. I think competitive. I used to love it when I was younger. But competitive Pokemon is the thing that sort of is the thing that's held me in, you mm. know, for for all the experiences and stuff. And as an esport, it's really interesting. Um, as we just briefly touched on before, you know, will it, how how big will it will it get? Um, especially as it, Pokemon becomes more popular, because I think one of the biggest problems is, I guess you could argue the same thing with League of Legends, but it's hard to understand what's going on sometimes if you're watching a VGC game or a competitive game depending on what it is if you don't understand the format or if you've never played competitive properly like properly it can be hard to understand but you know as we push those barriers of popularity I guess even though Pokemon is literally like the biggest franchise in the world you know it's like it's still one of those things Crazy. where it still has a relatively small because being Nintendo it has quite a relatively small um competitive scene or esports scene compared to other games that mm-hmm. you know potentially have been around just as long so and it looks like it's only just gonna get, get better bigger. yeah that's the crazy really? thing really crazy i think that's it to be honest today i think <laughs> just left you hanging there to see where you've gone no 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 no. <laughs> like... no i think we've covered everything quite quite nicely like i said we don't yeah. want to spoil too much next week we can really sort of dive in stuff because um, you know the game's it's only been out for two days, so don't really want to ruin the storyline or anything like that for anyone. So um, yeah, let us know if you've started to play the DLC, which Pokemon you're most excited for. Let us know in the comments. Um, personally, I'm excited for the Gen Four starters, um, as we touched on earlier. Um, hashtag best starters. Um, you know, any any tips or tricks for the DLC? Let us know as well. And then if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, please leave us a review. It really helps us a lot. We love you for each and every one of them. We appreciate yeah. if you made it this far because, um, you know, not everyone stays for the whole podcast. Um, so, you know, we do we do read the comments. I read every single comment. Um, I try to respond to everyone. Um, so. And make sure you come back next week because we'll get an update on how Scott performed in Barcelona, his experience yes. from that first event of this come season. Come back with my mullet. Or- yeah, I was, I was actually yeah. thinking the other day how like not depressing, but like, oh yeah, if I win, like the prize will be so much better now. It's like you don't win any money for 
of Barca. But you get the world's invite, which I think is the most important thing now. Dude, I feel like that's m- more that's more valuable, that more valuable than the money now. No, I'll take it. I'll strip it back even further. Strip it back even further. The pride. The trophy. The trophy. They don't give you trophies anymore. It's a medal. Well, yeah, a medal, a trophy, the medal's whatever. Medal's crap, bro. I want a block. I want something I what can kill someone about? with. I want to... The blocks are so the medal cool. Is great. The medal's great. I just Stop start I, every time I walk up to an That's event, I'll just about. wear it around my neck just to remind people what, in front of me that I won. Take away all of the invite stuff, all of the money, and just have just have a trophy or or a medal. And that's all I that's all I care about getting that that first place when I go to a tournament. I'm hitting Lille hard, mate. Oh yeah, we will be hitting Lille hard. Gonna win it, win it in the finals, babe. Pokeballs podcast finals. Could you imagine? That'd be fun. Exact same teams. I'd like, love well... to absolutely decimate you as well <laughs> in a final. <laughs> uh, I would just play so super weird. Got to bring the unexpected. That'd be really fun. I would actually have a mullet in my bag ready to put on for that match. Really throw you. Have you ever had, have you ever had any like games against people you've prepped I thought you were going to ask me if I'd ever had a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever had what? Uh, no, you, you do occasionally get these matchups, don't you, where you, friends that have team team built together. There was that infamous one. The guys were being, they were deliberately trying to stall the game out as long as possible, but they the the exact same team was last year in one of the regionals or something. I think it might have been Utrecht or something, but, you know, it's always interesting when, because you get a lot of players that team build together. Mm-hmm. and you know I think in the UK we struggle with it a lot we don't tend to do it in like the US and other parts of Europe they t- tend to make an, e- an effort to sort of try and build teams and practice together in the UK we yeah. don't for some reason we don't doesn't seem people don't seem to do that no, um, so it, it's sort of common for people to um, to run the same team a lot of the time so you know it'd be really interesting you know, for a final to be like, oh, you team built together and know exactly how both teams work really well. So that'd be a, like a really weird scenario, but um, one that would be very memorable. The outcome would be a very happy regardless. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. either way, it's always going to have a good outcome, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, no, that is pretty much it. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Nothing. It's on off. Nothing. Nothing. Well, Just hope everyone's enjoying the DLCs and, and also good luck in Barcelona. Thank you very uh, much. Safe travels out there and back and uh, have a fun it. time at the tournament with all the fun VG crowd. So, going, going. Yeah, I will be working relentlessly on content of the channel. It's yes. the reason I'm not going to Barcelona. I knew the DLC was dropping, so I need to prioritise content for the channel. So I'll be doing that this weekend. And uh, yeah, mate. Excellent. That's it. Well, thank you guys for watching. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.